of 60s icons struggled to find their place in the 1980s, wrote Jason Draper for You Discovery Music. But with their second album of the decade, the Rolling Stones proved yet again just why they are the greatest rock and roll band in the world. Released on August 24, 1981, Tattoo You consolidated the finest elements of the Stones' music, demonstrating their willingness to embrace change while never betraying their roots and, in the process, producing an album brimful of energy. Tattoo You is generally regarded as the Rolling Stones' last great album. There's a good reason for that, wrote Michael Gallucci for Ultimate Classic Rock. Much of it was recorded when they were still considered one of the greatest bands on the planet. Before a return to form on 1978's Some Girls, the Stones were on a downward trend creatively. Goat's Head Soup, It's Only Rock and Roll, and Black and Blue all made it to number one. But following that string of history-making records the band released, starting with 1968's Beggar's Banquet and running through 1972's Exile on Main Street, the lazy rock star excesses of their public lifestyles had superseded the music. It didn't help matters that assorted members were mired in booze and drug addictions that pretty much stifled any creative input and output. A combination of touring obligations and personal feuding between band members made it difficult to arrange dedicated recording sessions for the band's follow-up to 1980s Emotional Rescue. As a result, the band's production team combed through unused recordings from prior sessions, some dating back almost 10 years. While a few of the songs were used essentially as is in their original form, most of these earlier recordings were not complete, consisting of song fragments requiring a lot of work. Studio time was booked throughout 1980 and 81, and band members came in when available to finish off the tracks. In the end, the credited members of the Rolling Stones for the album were the five Stones in the lineup at the time, but one track features former Stones guitarist Mick Taylor. Keyboardists Nicky Hopkins, Billy Preston, and Ian Stewart also appear on the album. The album's associate producer, Chris Kimsey, who'd been associated with the Stones dating back to Sticky Fingers in 1971, said, quote, Tattoo You really came about because Mick and Keith were going through a period of not getting along. There was a need to have an album out, and I told everybody I could make an album from what I knew was still there. So he began sifting through the band's vaults. Quote, I spent three months going through the recording tapes from like the last four or five albums, finding stuff that had been either forgotten about or at the time rejected. And then I presented it to the band and I said, Hey, look, guys, you've got all this great stuff sitting in the can, and it's great material. Do something with it. Many of the songs consisted at this point of instrumental backing tracks without vocals. Mick Jagger said in a 1995 interview, quote, It wasn't all outtakes. Some of it was old songs. I had to write lyrics and melodies. A lot of them didn't have anything, which is why they weren't used at the time, because they weren't complete. They were just bits, or they were from early takes. Despite the eclectic nature of the album the rolling stones were able to divide tattoo you into two distinct halves a rock side on one and the other focusing on ballads 
The earliest songs used for Tattoo You are Tops and Waiting on a Friend. Both songs were tracked in late 1972 during the Goat's Head Soup Sessions with Mick Taylor and therefore pre-Ronnie Wood. Taylor's contribution, if any, to Waiting on a Friend was erased during later sessions. Taylor, who was not credited, later demanded and received a share of the album royalties. Dating from the Black and Blue sessions are the backing tracks for Slave and Worried About You. They feature Billy Preston on keyboards and session players Ollie E. Brown on percussion and Wayne Perkins, who plays lead guitar, on Worried About You. The album opener, Start Me Up, was originally rehearsed in 1978 during the Some Girls sessions as a reggae-influenced song under the working title Never Stop, with the balance of its creation happening during sessions in Paris when the more rock-infused track was recorded. Black Limousine was also workshopped during those same sessions. Start Me Up is still among the strongest openers to any Stones album. In the conversation with Brown Sugar from Sticky Fingers, Sympathy for the Devil from Beggar's Banquet, and Gimme Shelter from Let It Bleed. But it's Loose Riff, yet another example of how Keith Richards earned his nickname, The Human Riff, sets a tone for what ultimately becomes the Stones' most reflective album. The basic tracks for No Use in Crying, Neighbors, Heaven, and Little TNA came from the Emotional Rescue Sessions. Hang Fire was worked on in both the Some Girls and Emotional Rescue sessions. The vocal parts for the songs on Tattoo You were overdubbed during sessions in October and November in 1980 and in April and June of 1981. Mick Jagger was the only member of the band present at some of the sessions. Other overdubs, such as Sonny Rollins' sax parts on Slave and Waiting on a Friend, were also added at these later sessions. The album was mixed at Atlantic Studios, Electric Lady Studios, Hit Factory, and Power Station, all in New York City. And the album title was originally planned to be simply Tattoo. Mick Jagger claims to this day that he even has no clue how the U became attached to the title. The title caused friction, actually, between Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, with Richards suspecting that Jagger had changed the title without seeking his input. The album cover for Tattoo U was by Peter Coriston and illustrated by Christian Piper. That cover won the Grammy in 1982 for the Best Album Package category, and surprisingly, it was the first Grammy for the Rolling Stones. Start Me Up was released in August of 1981, just a week before Tattoo U, to a very strong response. It reached the top ten in the U.S., and that was enough to carry Tattoo U to number one for nine weeks in the U.S., which was a record for the band, while reaching number two here in Canada. It's been certified four times platinum in the U.S. alone. The tour which kept the band on the road through the end of the year and then again for two months in 1982, was one of their biggest, setting records throughout its run. It would be another two years before the Stones made another album and another seven before they'd tour again. Reviews for Tattoo You were largely positive, proclaiming the album a return to form and ranking it among the Rolling Stones' finest works. Deborah Ray Cohen commented in Rolling Stone, quote, Just when we might finally have lost patience, the new record dances, not prances, rocks, not jives, onto the scene, and the Rolling Stones are back again, with a matter-of-fact acceptance of their continued existence and eventual mortality. Indeed, Tattoo You marked an end of an era for the Stones. They haven't had another number one album since, and likewise, no single has reached as high as Start Me Up did. The tours got more massive and more expensive, but the albums became more scarce as time went on. They've released only six albums since.
but the record also signaled the end of their most creative period. Tattoo You represents the Rolling Stones' last bid for the world's greatest rock band title they'd claimed a decade or so earlier. It's fitting that Tattoo You was the last great Stones album. Its parts came from a past the band would soon leave behind. After this, they would largely rest on their laurels. But this one final time, they occupied a familiar spot at the top. And that's why we're making the Rolling Stones Tattoo You our latest inductee into the Drive Rock of Fame. I'm Kelly Parker.